going to be looking uh, in Acts, the book of Acts, chapter 8. God has a, he has a great concern, even if there's just one individual, one person, if there was just one person on planet Earth, he has a concern for one person. And a lot of times he has that one person in mind. And I was just thinking as we were saying, singing that song, if we could only imagine, the thought that came through my mind is, can you only imagine when someone dies and they're not going to heaven? That kind of really sobers you and, and um, makes you think of the reality of what we're talking about. And we heard this morning that he's willing to leave the 99 to go after the one. And there's more joy in heaven over one person who repents than over 99 who don't need repentance. The angels rejoice over that. I just want to pray before we start. Lord God, we just pray this morning, Holy Spirit, that we would hear your voice, not my voice, but your voice. Only you can do this through us. It's impossible for us to reach the lost. But with your spirit and your power within us, we know it's a reality. So I just pray this morning that, God, that we have your heart towards the lost. Have you, as you challenged me this week, preparing for this, I know you'll challenge your people this morning, but your Holy Spirit is able to accomplish all of this through us, if we're willing. Thank you that we can be here this morning. It's in your name we pray. Amen. We're going to be reading about Philip here. Philip was one of the first uh, deacons in the church, the first seven. And if you read the first part of um, chapter 8, I'm not going to be looking there, you'll just see what happened in Philip's life. Philip became Philip the Evangelist reaching people, and some amazing things happened through his life. Gifted by God to do, what he's, to do what he's doing. I don't want you to write off the sworn to think, well, I'm not an evangelist, so I can't do what Philip did. I'm not, I'm not saying that this morning. All we have to do is be available to the Spirit of God, and he can move through us, and he can reach people. Don't ask me, it's... It can be one word that makes no sense to you and it stuns somebody and it makes them think. And we're going to see this morning just how that process works. So starting in verse 26, excuse me. <clears throat> and the angel of the Lord spoke unto Philip, saying, Arise and go towards the south unto the way that goes down from Jerusalem into Gaza which is desert. 
And he arose and went, and behold, a man, an Ethiopian, a eunuch of great authority under Candace, the queen of the Ethiopians, who had charge of all her treasure, and had come to Jerusalem for to worship, was returning and sitting in, the, in his chariot, reading Isaiah the prophet. Then the spirit said unto Philip, Go near and join yourself to this chariot. And Philip ran to him and heard him read the prophet Isaiah and said, Do you understand what you're reading? And he said, How can I accept some person should guide me? And he desired Philip that he would come up and sit with him. The place of the scripture which he read was this, He was led as a sheep to the slaughter, and like a lamb dumb before his shearer, so opened he not his mouth. In his humiliation his judgment was taken away, and who shall declare his generation, for his life is taken from the earth? And the eunuch answered Philip and said, I pray, of whom are you speaking, the prophet, of himself or of some other man? Then Philip opened his mouth and began the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. And as they went on their way, they came to a certain water, and the eunuch said, See, here is water. What's hindering me to be baptized? And Philip said, If you believe with all your heart, you may. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And he commanded the chariot to stand still, and they went both down both into the water, both Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized them. And when they were come up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord caught Philip away, but the eunuch saw him no more, and he went on his way rejoicing. But Philip was found at Azotus, and passing through, he preached to all the cities till he came to Caesarea. So we see here in verse 26, the angel of the Lord spoke unto Philip, Arise and go to the south. Sometimes I think in the Bible, angels get shorthanded, like we don't think of them so much. But angels are operating all the time. Just as the demonic world is operating, angels are operating. Hebrews 1.14 Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for those who shall inherit salvation? That's you and me. I believe each of us has one angel and possibly more. And times in your life where you thought you should have been dead, yeah, God saved me, angels were there protecting you. And here the angel tells Philip, go down south. I want you, I'm going to connect you to somebody. And so today, most of the time, what's working is the Holy Spirit within us is guiding us and directing us where he wants us to go, who he wants us to talk to, who he is crossing and intersecting our life with. If you don't believe this, then... What God wants to do through your life can't happen. You have to believe that this is a reality. This is a spiritual reality. I've seen it happen. I'm sure you have. I've seen it happen so many times in my life where I crossed paths with someone that was prepared by God to receive what I was going to say. Oh, what a coincidence. Not at all. That's how it works. That's how we are to be available to God. I'll be clear this morning, someone doesn't go to heaven or hell because I fail to speak to them about Jesus. Their eternal destiny is not determined by me because I am nothing but a sinner saved by grace. So God is not limited by me. 
But what he wants to do is he wants us to participate in what he wants to do in people's lives. And there are rewards for those who seek the loss, those who are soul winners, those who have a, a desire. And it's not really about my plan and how I do it. All that is, the more you grow, the more you seek that, the better you will be at hearing the Spirit and knowing what to say. And that just comes in time. You can read a million books on it, but it still comes down to the Holy Spirit telling you when to speak and what to speak. And that's when God intersects into people's lives. So God desired to reach a certain individual. He sent an angel to instruct Philip. Philip had no way of knowing God's will apart from a confrontation from God. God got his attention through the angel. This is what I want you to do. God will reach anyone who is truly seeking and hungry for him. He knows those that are hungry for him and those that are seeking him. I can say from my own life, I never had one person that ever witnessed the gospel to me. I, was, I would go to church, but I was not saved. But I don't remember one person witnessing to me, giving me a track or anything. And so God wasn't limited by that. What did Jesus say? No one can come to me unless the Father which sent me draws them. And he drew me to him. So God's not limited. I can remember picking up the Bible one night, being in the wrong state of mind, and just reading, love your enemies. Do good to those that hate you. Pray for those who persecute you. Right then and there, the Spirit of God came into me, showed me, you're not a good person. You think you are, but you're not. And that began the journey of I began to, to hunger and thirst to know. And that's how God works. That's, that can be unique. For some people, it probably happened to them. But the, but the normal way probably is us being an instrument of God. You're his hands, you're his feet, you're an ambassador, you're on a mission. What's happening with this pandemic is that, and it's, I can understand, we become inward and we become to a place where I'm worried about my health, and we should have some concern. I'm worried, a lot of it is about me. And even in the midst of this, God is looking. Jesus said, I came to seek and to save the lost. That's why I came, to seek and save the lost. That's our mission. I can seek. I don't save anybody. I'm a witness for him. And so... All power and methods are at God's disposal. The methods and the power is on him. We just have to be available for him to use us. I can remember way back on State Street in the church where somebody called in um, to the church office. This girl, Sue, picked up the phone introduced herself, and the person says, I'm looking for savers, the store. And this young lady who manned the phones, she had a heart for the law. She says, I don't know where savers is, but are you saved? And, and that gentleman, his name is David. I, very, I knew him very well. Some of us knew him. He got saved, like right over the phone. 
He ends up being a Springfield school teacher. He ends up being, becoming a missionary to Pakistan. So you go, how did God do that? <laughs> Is anything impossible for God? But she was aware of what was going on at the moment. Maybe you have experiences where, well, when I do that, people just slap me down, and it's horrible. Yeah, there's going to be rejection. But they're not rejecting you, they're rejecting him. Jesus said, if they persecuted me, they're going to persecute you. That comes, that's the whole package. Um, so you, you have a tough skin but a soft heart. And you realize they're not rejecting me, they're rejecting him. There's a verse in Psalm 32, 8. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will guide you with my eye. So it really takes discerning, hearing the Spirit of God. Well, I don't know what it sounds like. A lot of times you'll, you'll, you get the Word in you. The Word is written by the Spirit. The Spirit's inside you. And he, he will direct you and instruct you the way you should go. He will send you to places sometimes where you really don't want to go. But he knows you, and he knows what he's already done in that person's heart before you get there, and it's going to be a perfect match. Amen? Amen. You have to believe that and know and be, have expectancy that God is working. He's always working. He never stops working. He's looking to see people. He's not willing that any should perish. He's not willing that not one person should perish. Believers are to arise and go out. It's difficult now because people stay away from you. People have masks on. People don't want to talk to you. And so I think I said it Wednesday night, I, I really think that God is, my first thing is to be impatient and to jump forward but he's saying, stand back. I'm doing a work in people's lives that are isolated. And so when the time comes, when it's opened up, people's hearts are going to be prepared for what he, what he wants to do. And he's going to use us. We're going to be a part of what he's going to do. Matthew 4, 19. He said to them, follow me and I will make you fishers of men fishers of people. I will make you fishers of men. He turns you into that. He changes you. I can't do it. Right, you can't do it. But he will make you a fisher of people. And you will, I don't care how old you are, how young you are, it doesn't matter. He will make you a fisher of people. There's, to me, there's no greater thing when I see someone come to Christ. Amen? Someone now has eternal life. Jesus was always about the Father's business. He went to places, and they're saying, stay here, there's more people. He said, no, I need to move on. He was led by the, his Father by that spirit, and he was moving where God told him to move. I've seen it so many times in my life. I am astounded 
and I know it's not me, but I see things and go, and he just shows me again, like, yeah, that's right. It's me. I told this on a Wednesday night, and it's still, I know this is true, and I knew it was true before I went into Heritage Hall Nursing Home to talk to people. And I remember clearly, I went in there before this pandemic came, and there was a young man there, probably in early 30s. He had some problems. He had some oxygen. I don't even know why he was in that nursing home. You figured the older people would be there, and he was young 30s. And I started talking to him, and man, it was like fireworks. He didn't want to hear that. He, he had a friend who was a Christian. He doesn't want to know anything about that. And so I just let him vent all that, and we talked a little bit. And then um, I saw him the next time. I talked. We had a conversation, and um, I had given him something to read, and he said, I didn't read that either. And so he said, you know, man, he goes, I feel uncomfortable today, and I don't know if I need a check sex ray. Can you go get me a ginger ale? I went and got him a ginger ale, came back. Um, we parted ways, came back next week, walked to his room. His room is empty. They said, yeah, that day he died of a heart attack. You don't know what God is doing. He's using us to speak to people. If we don't do it, will we still speak to people? Yeah. But there's nothing like being used by God, used by God to reach people that he wants to reach. Second thing is, what did Philip find? Verse 27. He found a foreigner, an Ethiopian, someone who was coming from Jerusalem, probably a convert to Judaism, African, so this was even before the book of either Acts 8 or 10, where the Gentiles weren't even being reached. And here, was, here he was ministering to someone from Africa, who had a prestigious position of being a treasurer of that nation. Sometimes I, found, I find through my life it's easier to talk to people who are down and out than to talk to someone who's high, or in their mind, high and mighty, or rich, or in a position of authority, who you're a little intimidated, intimidated by. But God's, God loves that person as much as the person who's in need. He's not partial. He loves that person just as much. They may be more, looks like, arrogant, but I have found in my life that some people who are down and out can be more arrogant than that person. It doesn't matter your social economic class. It's about the heart. And so here was this African that God had sent Philip to speak to. Can I just say something? Sometimes we shy away from people that are different than us, that a different culture. Well, I'm not going to be able to relate to them. I can't. I really don't understand that. That's nonsense. The Spirit of God can speak to anybody, and he can use us to do it, and maybe he wants to break some barriers in your life to use you. I grew up in a time where there were certain people, I wouldn't even be in the same room with them. And isn't it interesting that God gives you a love for those people later? He breaks down any barrier like that. 
think uh, Grant Romans 10, 13 and 15. Whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How shall they call on him in whom they not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a, a preacher? That's not, not someone like me, anyone who proclaims this. And how shall they proclaim this or preach unless they are sent? And it is written, How beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. Well, they'll get it on their own. It's not my responsibility. They have to hear the gospel to get saved. Someone has to proclaim it to them. There's, there's countries right now where people, there's no one to proclaim it. What does God do? He sends dreams into people's minds in the middle of the night, and they, they're converted. So he's not limited by that, but how will I know unless I speak up? The atmosphere has changed here in the United States, probably worldwide, just the culture. Just, I don't want to hear that. That's very narrow-minded. Yeah, that's right. Jesus said, the way is narrow, and few there be that find it. You can't shy away from the truth. The results are God's. What happens with people? We just are a witness for him. We proclaim it. Maybe you don't know anything about the Bible, but you can say, I don't, all I know is what Jesus did for me. Yeah. Oh, no, he didn't really do that for you. Oh, really? They can't dispute that. This is what Christ did for me in my life. I think there's a direct correlation between understanding he, we love him because he first loved us. And when we are in love with him, we're going to be in love towards people. It's, not, it's really not complicated. I think the more you love him, the more you're going to love people. And if you can't stand people, that means there's a lack of his love in you. He will give you a love for people. So Philip found this eunuch. He was a worshiper. He was seeking the truth. God will bring the gospel to those seeking unreached. The unreached have enough to condemn them, but not enough to be saved. They look at, God says in Romans, they can look at creation and then the light that was in us, that he's put in there, the consciousness. There is no excuse. People know that there is a God, whether you think they don't or not. They know within them that there's a God. So there's enough to condemn them. You're wondering about, what about these people way out there that have never heard the gospel? A lot of those people who have never heard the gospel, God already knows that they're not going to listen to it anyway. He knows the ones that are seeking him, and he'll send the gospel to those people. Not everybody who's in a place, I'm sure like Nepal or other places, that are out there who are seeking God. Even if they were here, they wouldn't be seeking God. And God knows all that. We don't know that. He found a reader of Scripture. 
Here, here was the Ethiopian reading the scriptures. He had a hunger. That's what I pray. Lord, send me to somebody who's hungry, who's seeking you. Otherwise, you may be spending time with somebody where God's saying, stop, there's, something, there's someone else who's hungry. Do we pray for that person? Yeah, but Jesus always went where people would receive him. He didn't argue with people about it. He just, you don't follow me. Oh, you don't want to follow me? He kept moving. Sometimes we, we get in that position where we feel, I have to keep hammering away at this person. And if the Spirit's telling you to do that, fine. But a lot of times it's just us trying to win an argument. And what does that do? It just sets it back. A thought, when witnessing, we need to be alert to the attitude, the interest, and the seeking levels of that person. Where's their level? Are they seeking the Lord? I found one thing, I'm sure you found it out, I can't make somebody hungry for God. Only way I got hungry for God is I had to go down first. Like we heard the testimony this morning, you got to go down before you're coming up. And when you're down there, then you're seeking. What did Jesus say? Blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness. Blessed are those people who are hungering and thirsting after me. I think Matthew 5, 6 had a verse. Yeah, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. If you're hungering and thirsting after him, he's not going to turn around and go, no, you're not going to get it. His love is too great. He's going to come, and he'll pursue you. We're saying this, this reckless love. It's like the hounds of the Holy Spirit are after somebody. Some people know it when it's going on, and they're just fighting it, but God is pursuing. God is knocking on people's hearts. What happens is you keep rejecting him, it gets lighter and lighter. I'm not saying you can't get saved on your deathbed, but those are few and far between. The older someone gets, the more they don't want to change. They're going to have to admit that how they've been living the last 50 or 60 years was wrong. Not many people are willing to do that. They're, they're too stuck, they're too proud, and they're too stubborn. Can God do a miracle? Yeah, I've seen it happen to people. That's why it's, it's, it's really important to reach young people with the gospel before they get to that stage. There was a quote. Um, D.L. Moody, besides Billy Graham, who's probably one of the greatest evangelists there ever was from the United States, was a shoe salesman. And someone came in and witnessed to him. He got saved. And then he... Uh, began to teach Sunday school, and then he became an evangelist. Hundreds of thousands of people came to Christ through him. He didn't have oratory skills. His English was broken up. But God used him because he was willing to be used. And um, one man, Moody asked one man about his soul, 
And the man answered back, none of your business. And Moody said, yes, it is. And the man stated, you must be D.L. Moody. <laughs> Meaning, probably heard about him and his relentless drive to see people saved. When you see a low level of interest, you can sow the seed and move on. Philip found somebody who was hungry and seeking. Then in verse 29, the Spirit said unto Philip, go near to the chariot. Philip sensed the guidance of the Holy Spirit, the impulses, the movement of the Holy Spirit to approach him. Many times, Someone said the, those situations and circumstances that change are caused by God to steer you a different way. I'm going to go over here and do this, and God just steers you in another direction. Because he knows where you need to be. Yeah, that's not bad, but i got something better for you. I've got something that's on my mind, that's on my plan. It's being, I guess that's why Jesus said, unless you become his little children... It's being humble and being willing to be steered and directed by him that he will, I guarantee you, he will use you to reach people for Jesus. He will. What happens is people are Christians, but they got their own plan, they got their own life, and they do what they do, and they don't even think about, they don't even have a burden for reaching a lost person Maybe you just need to think about hell for a while. And that's where someone is going for eternity. Forever and ever and ever and ever is never going to end. And I'm worried about talking to them and being rejected. Are you kidding me? This is where they're headed. Could you imagine if people that we know who, I was thinking of this this morning, who are, Christians who are in heaven now, what they would be saying to us, go full bore. Don't stop. This is true. Tell more people about this. Don't stop. That's what they would be saying to us. Yeah, they want to, probably imagining us coming, meeting them in heaven, fine. They're probably saying, keep telling people. Acts 10, 19 and 20. While Peter thought about the vision, the Spirit said to him, Behold, three men are seeking you. Arise, therefore, go down with them, doubting nothing, for I have sent them. They came to Peter. They were going to take him over to to speak to the Gentiles. That was the last place Peter wanted to go. He thought it was only for the Jewish people, and God said, Open the door to the Gentiles. After all Peter had been through, denying him three times, finally being broken, now he was ready to move when the Spirit said move. I just want you to see another verse, Acts 16, 7 through 10. This is the Apostle Paul. Um, 
10, 19, and 20? Oh. Thank you. Acts 16, verse 7 through 10. And when the angel spoke to him, Paul had departed. Cornelius called. Yeah, that's. Yeah, Acts 16. Okay, what happened was Paul was ready to go in a different direction. And an angel in the middle of the night said, I'm steering you this way into Macedonia. This is where I want you to go. Paul changed his plans and followed it. And what happens, I'm not going to have you show the verses. Why? Because in Acts 16, 14, and 15, someone named Lydia got saved by the well. And then Acts 16, 22 through 34, when they got put into prison, the jailer and his whole family got saved. Only because Paul was obedient to the Spirit. I don't know if I can do that. I don't know if... We're all the same. With us, with us, it's impossible. With God, all things are possible. That's how God works. Seeking and saving. He's, he's the seeking Savior. He's seeking for people. Romans 8, 14. And many who are guided by the Spirit of God are the children of God. Sometimes what happens is our minds get involved. And we start overthinking things. And we start, I don't think so. That's not going to work. Half of, three quarters of the things in the Bible that you read, if you use natural thinking, you wouldn't do it that way. Gideon, um, yeah, reduce that army from 30,000 down to 300. It takes faith. And to believe. What did Philip do? We read in verses 30 through 34. He obeyed the Spirit. He went to the man. The man's heart was already prepared by God. He initiated a conversation. Philip spoke first. Sometimes what happens is it's like we're waiting, I've said it before, we're waiting to get something served on a, on a platter to us. Oh, could you tell me how to get saved? It doesn't happen that way. It's like you have to have a conversation with somebody. In other words, you have to be kind of friendly and be able to talk to somebody, and it prepares the, it prepares the ground. I remember this guy, um, his first name was Royden. He was the, uh, one of the main persons in New Tribes Mission, which is a missionary organization. And um, I remember him speaking one time, and he said, yeah, the, the opening you're looking for is one inch below your nose. There's your opening. Open your mouth. We're waiting for this, the Red Sea to be parted. Oh, then I'll talk to them. It doesn't work that way. You know why? Because the enemy has a grip on them. And he doesn't want to let go. And there's warfare. When you do this, there's warfare going on. Don't listen. You know, all these different things come in. You're ready to talk to somebody. Someone else comes in and interrupts. It's always something. Because the enemy doesn't want to let go. 
He joined himself to that man. He joined himself to the eunuch there. Just so happened, the person was reading Isaiah 53. Just so happens, reading Isaiah 53. Philip recognized his lack of understanding. There's a quote here I found from uh, Hudson Taylor, who was a missionary to China. In October 1857, Hudson Taylor began to minister in Ningpo, China, and he led Mr. Nye to Christ. The man was overjoyed and wanted to share his faith with others. How long have you had the good tidings in England? Mr. Nye asked Hudson Taylor one day. Taylor acknowledged that England had known the gospel for many centuries. My father died seeking the truth, said Mr. Nye. Why don't you come sooner? Taylor had no answer to that penetrating question. How long have you known the gospel? How far have you shared it personally? There's a whole generation, I believe, of people in the United States who they don't even have a clue. They might have known church to a degree, but this gospel of grace where God has paid for all your sins and he wants to give you a free gift, I don't think a lot of people have heard that message. Philip preached Jesus, verse 35. The man's question that he had was answered through, through Philip and it was through prophecy that gave him the answer to his questions. God always will have the answers to those people's questions. It's, it's unbelievable how, wow, I was just thinking about that last night, and you just happened to say that. No coincidence. This is how God works. You have to believe he's going ahead of you. He's just saying, follow me, and I'll make you fishers of men. Just follow me. What did Philip see happen? There was three steps that by the man. He desired baptism. He believed. He believed and followed through with baptism. I just want to just turn to a section quickly, 1 Corinthians chapter 3. And verse, starting in verse 5. Who is Paul, who is Apollos, but ministers by whom you believed, even as the Lord gave to every man? Verse 6, 1 Corinthians 3. I have planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So then neither is he that plants anything, neither he that waters, but God that gives the increase. Now he that plants and he that waters are one, and every man shall receive his own reward according to his own labor. We are laborers together with God. We're just laboring together with God. Some plant, some water, some reap. You may, be, you may have a split second with someone and you're planting a seed. You say something about Christ. Someone else comes along and says something and waters it. But it's God who's bringing the increase. And then you come along, maybe you're the person who comes along and leads that person to Christ. You've reaped where someone else has labored. Other people have labored, you just entered into their labor. So people say, oh yeah, I led these people to Christ. 
yeah, there are people who are, who are gifted to reap, but a whole lot of stuff has happened before then, before you got there. Some plant, some water, some God, some God gives the increase. Just be willing. If you try to water instead of planting the seed, the spirit gets grieved. You're doing the wrong thing at the wrong time. And that's because we're like, you know, we, we over, we're overbearing with people and we're trying to do this thing in our own flesh. It's like he's just, the Spirit's just saying, just water that and move on. That's your own pride in there. That's your own ego. And we're trying to reap where it's not time to reap. You can tell. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you'll be saved. Do you see anything in here that says you've got to say a sinner's prayer? I don't. The sinner's prayer can be used, but if someone's talking to you, and that person says, I believe what you just said, boom. They really meant that? They're saved. Amen. They put their trust in Christ. It may be old school to some people, but there's nothing wrong with having gospel tracks. Because maybe sometimes it just, you won't even have a conversation. Just say, hey, if you've got a chance, read this. It gets the seeds in there. It just puts them in. There's nothing wrong with that. Oh, it's so impersonal. Well, it may be a situation where you don't have time, and that's all you can do. Philip experienced continual leadership of the Holy Spirit in verse 39 and 40. What happened? The Spirit just took him away. It's kind of like the same word they used for the rapture. The power of God just moved him on. His task was completed. And what happened with Philip after? He sent them back to Samaria. History says he traveled to all cities preaching Christ, eventually settled down in Caesarea, bought a house there, and set up his evangelistic headquarters for the next 20 years. That's what he was called to do. I think, Grant, we have Acts 21.8. Paul speaking on the next day. We who were Paul's companions departed and came to Caesarea and entered the house of Philip the evangelist who was one of the seven, and stayed with him. Everybody has a unique way of telling people about Jesus. But you can do it a way that I can't do it. And I can do it a way maybe that you can't do it. It's our personality. And God will use you in your uniqueness. He'll set up the right people at the right time because you're the one that they're going to listen to. I believe that. When you really believe it, you have confidence. And you have boldness from the Spirit to do it because you just think in your mind, I'm the one who's supposed to be doing this. I don't second second guess myself. I'm supposed to be here, and I'm the one for right now. And that's the same for you. What we do is we talk ourselves out of it. Oh, is Pastor Jeff around? Maybe he can come and talk to this person. No, you're the one. Not saying there may not be a situation where you have a sit down with somebody and more people involved, but normally, no, God's called you to do it. 
Well, I'm not qualified. Right, you're not qualified. I'll tell you one thing that gets you, that gets you in that place is, I remember in my early Christianity running into Jehovah Witnesses, and man, they beat me up bad in the beginning. And I would go home, and I am a competitive person. I don't like losing. <laughs> Can't get that out of me. <laughs> and so I would go home and say, okay, I'm looking, I get the Bible, I'm get all these verses. So the next time, that's not going to happen again. Why not? If they're doing it, why, why am I not going to do that? Be prepared for the hope that's in us. Question is, what is our witnessing pattern? Is it spirit-led? Sometimes you live and speak it before those around you. Sometimes you, you're going to be living it in front of people, and it's not going to be time for words yet. Sometimes it may be an instant where you're just going to say something, and that's what God wanted. And sometimes, yeah, it's on the spot. Sometimes you may plant, you may water. All of those things are part of reaching people that Jesus wants to reach. It's not just, I'm going to be the reaper. I'm going to make them come to Christ. It doesn't work that way. So it's really hearing what the Spirit's telling you to do. And that's trial and error. I've learned a lot of times, I spoke ahead of time. I watered when I should have been reaping. I should have pushed it more. The Spirit was saying, do that, but I was, well, I don't, wanna, you know, I don't want them to feel bad. God doesn't think that way. He's not willing that any should perish, but there's going to be conviction of sin. I'm going to close there, and um, for those who are online, you know, they can watch this closing song on Facebook. Um, I, I had a closing song, but it got changed. I want this song to be sung over us. It's a little longer than normal, but I believe God wants to bring some of us back to where we used to be able to do that in a more intense way, or maybe we pushed, we pulled back, and it's not, a mount, it's not a matter of going out the door and start performing. It's a matter of just falling in love with him again. And his love will flow through you. You'll have a love for lost people. You don't see them as a, some kind of a target that you've got to accomplish something. You have a true love for people because you see the reality of eternity. This is where this person is going and God is not willing that any should perish, and I have to love them, and I have to care. And if I don't have that, then I just have to get before God and say, I need to fall in love with you more. So that, because I know you love these people, why don't I? So you can stand, you can sit, you can do both. Um, there's, a, there's a length to this, but I just feel it's something that can minister to all of us.